Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue our journey of reading the Journal of Blessed George Motulaitis from beginning to end. Today we take up from where we left off, beginning with March 16th, 1919, pages 224 through 226. March 16th, 1919. I had instructed the rector of the seminary to send me seventh year seminarians, one by one, to serve my mass. I wanted to get to know them better and to learn more about the situation at the seminary. Stafinsky, who is a deacon and a nationally conscious Belarusian, came today. He is from the Solkolka deanery and attended secondary school in Gardinas, Grodno, where he belonged to a youth group supervised by Father Hrinkievich, a Belarusian. I asked him if there were many Belarusians in the senior year. He said that he did not know. The Belarusians do not own up. They hide their nationality because they are afraid of being persecuted. Normally, especially in the lower courses, not many seminarians admit to being Belarusians. But after receiving major orders, some do own up that they are Belarusian. In the past, they would do so only after they had gone to the Theological Academy of St. Petersburg. Meanwhile, other Belarusians do not admit their nationality even after graduating from the seminary. They remain Poles because they are afraid of antagonizing the authorities. From a national point of view, the situation at the seminary is very difficult. Those who present themselves as Belarusians are treated with disdain. I asked him if it were true that when the list of students is drawn up, the Belarusians are forced to sign up as Poles. He said that it was so. There were two courageous fellows who signed up as Belarusians, but they had to pay for it. One of them was expelled, but perhaps for some other reason as well. The Polish paper, Jenik Wilenski, the Vilnius Daily, had announced that out of more than 20 ordained seminarians, only two were Lithuanian and all the rest were Poles. Since there were many Belarusians, they demanded that the newspaper correct the error but it refused. Stafinsky said that he did not know very much about this incident since he had been at the seminary in Zitomir, Zitomirsz in Polish, at the time. He related how the Polish priests of the Sokolka deanery conspired against the Belarusians and make every effort to Polonize them. The Germans had established about 40 schools for the Belarusian people. The priests boycotted them, encouraging the parents not to send their children. The priests would not teach catechism in the schools. When the Germans forced the parents to send their children to school and gave them Belarusian catechisms, the priests tried to convince the people, the parents, and the children that these catechisms were not approved by the proper authorities and were not Catholic. However, in spite of all this, the national consciousness of the Belarusians is rising. Now there are groups of nationally conscious Belarusian young people. This seminarian went on to tell me that at the Zitomir Seminary, the Poles also hate the Ukrainians and are agitating against them. One seminarian dared to admit outright that he was Ukrainian. However, this courageous fellow suffered because of it. They tried to convince the... They 
tried to convince the that only Poles are real Catholics. One priest, a Polish Jesuit, during a retreat at the seminary, spoke very unfavorably about the Union, actually disparaging it. He urged the seminarians to use only the Polish language. Stafinsky had the opportunity to stay in the rural parishes of the, Ukraine, of the Ukraine and to meet with Catholic people. Usually they addressed him in Ukrainian and only a few spoke Polish. However, boycotting the Ukrainian language in the churches destroys the possibility of converting Ukrainian Orthodox. I told the seminarian how in Switzerland and elsewhere, the priests serve all the people regardless of national differences. I encouraged him and others to serve everyone equally after they left the seminary. For my part, I said that I would never despise anyone because of his language or nationality. My only wish is that each of them should have an apostle's heart and spirit. I am ready to support the good efforts of every nation and am happy to see that the work is progressing, that each nation is thriving and that people adhere to the church. It is my duty to see that the work of each priest continues along the paths directed and outlined by the church. They have been continually trying to intimidate me with talk that the Bolsheviks will arrest and exile me. I have now become accustomed to such talk. In this entry, Blessed George asks the rector of the seminary to send the seminarians in the final year before priestly ordination to come serve his daily mass one by one each day so that he could speak with each one and get to know their situation personally. Blessed George learned that the Belarusians in the seminary hide their national identity even from each other. They want to avoid persecution. It is not easy to grow in the spiritual life when there are such nationalistic tensions in the seminary. There were tensions between the Lithuanians, the Poles, the Belarusians, the Ukrainians, the Orthodox, and the Eastern Rite Catholics. The evil one attempts to set each group against each other. Blessed George spoke of Switzerland as a model in which priests serve all the faithful, not just one group. He'd like to see the same thing in his diocese. Blessed George is doing the right thing, trying to instill a new mindset in the future priests from the very beginning. Hopefully it is not already too late. Blessed George professes his openness to all groups. And then he writes of being used to the talk of his imminent arrest by the Bolsheviks. He is courageous and will not be intimidated. Need a miracle? Here's a prayer for a special grace through the intercession of Blessed George, which has received ecclesiastical approval. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, our Lord and Father, you surround us always by your care. Receive our humble petition, and through the intercession of Blessed George, who suffered so much for your glory and for the increase of your kingdom here on earth, grant me the grace, and here mention your intention, for which I ask you with confidence, promising to live from now on 
with greater fidelity to your commandments. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. To receive a Blessed George prayer card, or to report graces received through the intercession of Blessed George, please visit us at thedivinemercy.org slash journal. That's thedivinemercy.org slash journal. Blessed George, pray for us. Jesus, I trust in you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Thank you, and God bless you. Are you a Marian Helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.